VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Weekly recap of uh, the news around Ole Miss sports, sports in general. Uh, a little touch, a little touch of culture. We occasionally get a uh, New Hampshire weather report. Lots of good stuff on the show. I'm your host Justin Sanders. I'm joined tonight, just like I am every show, my wonderful co-host John Stefanczyk. How you doing tonight, John? I'm good. See, since you mentioned the New Hampshire weather report, yeah, please, please. Freezing rain in the afternoon. I went and knocked about an inch and a half of ice off my windshield this evening. Ooh, fun stuff. So, do you have to worry a lot up there about like your pipes freezing and stuff? Do you got to drip the faucets and all that, or is that is that like solved up north in those houses? I live I live in a mill downtown, mm-hmm. and basically they they take care of all that stuff. So they so. they just kind of keep the whole building the proper yeah. temperature. I'm guessing. Yeah. Exactly. So. Very cool, very cool. Uh, yeah, we got urgent email from our apartment not long ago because uh, it snowed down here uh, yep. in Jackson a few days ago, and she's like, "You drip the pipes, all that stuff," and it's kind of annoying. I'm gonna be honest, a little drip, 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 but whatever. My pipes didn't freeze, so I guess it was worth it. We all good. Uh, let's see. I was gonna say we're here on Tuesday, December the twelfth, recording this. Uh, got got a little CNN, a little fake news on my TV with the with the with the volume down. Watching these. Uh, do, do we call it fake news or Shay news? <laughs> yeah, it's Shay news is good. We'll get to that one second. But I'm just saying, watching these returns come in for Jones Moore, so uh, be monitoring that. I doubt we'll talk about right, it. But that was. Today. Yeah, let me flick it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some. Some breaking news here. Uh, They closed at 7, but um, I'm not sure if this is a Supreme Court ruling or like state-by-state law, but uh, I know if you were in line. What? Mobile County. We're going to spend so much time on Alabama tonight. Oh, I know. Uh, Yeah, if you're in line when the polls close, you can still – like they have to let you vote, so it'll be a while before like all the polls are actually closed, but – some very, very meager returns are in right now. I mean, by the time you hear this, you probably will know a lot more about this. But right now at the top of the show, it looks like they got almost uh, 5,000 votes in. So very, very early on, these results don't really mean anything right now. Let's talk about sports. There's a lot of big stories this week. Uh, the Shea Patterson era at Ole Miss officially comes to an end. Uh, everybody's super bummed. Not so much, but you know, it's a good mix on the on the Shea Patterson front of uh, just sour grapes of people that are saying, "Oh, Tommy's better. We don't care." There's there's plenty of that, and I think there's also people that legitimately, you know, whatever, great talent, all that, but you have a much uh, maybe lower maintenance QB that uh, you know actually looked maybe a little bit better than Shea did on the roster. In uh, Jordan Tom, you you don't have to worry about you know various hangers on. Uh, family members, perhaps, that are going to make your life more difficult if you're a coach for Ole Miss. Um, so yeah, Shea Patterson to Michigan. Jim Harbaugh reels in a big fish. I don't, we haven't gotten any word yet about like Van Jefferson or Deontay Anderson, right? Do they actually have Michigan offers? I'm not sure about that. That's a good. I don't know. I mean, 
Why is this Michigan fan base getting so – well, I, I guess Shea, I can understand them getting giddy on that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same stuff if you looked at Ole Miss like three years ago, right? You see high school ratings and you just get excited about that. I mean, just it's whatever. I, I, get excited. I mean, they don't have a lot of like wins on the field to be excited about, right? So, it, it, I'm really, really looking forward to Sean Patterson interacting with the Michigan fan base. Hell yeah. No, that'll be, be great. The elite, the uh, Michigan men, elite upper class Michigan model, highly educated, like uh, morally outstanding, partially from Long Island and rich suburb of Troy, <laughs> interacts with Shreveport, Louisiana. Oh, that's gonna, uh, yeah, that's gonna be yeah. great. Oh wait, Sean Patterson on Harbaugh staff, that's gonna be hilarious. Is, are they actually gonna hire him? I feel like at this point, Shay. I think that's has, a requirement. I don't know. I, I feel like Shea has enough miles on the odometer at this point that they can't make quite as many demands as they were making at Ole Miss. No, but I don't know. no, he's a victim, right? Of what happened at Ole Miss. Oh, he's such a victim, man. All these kids. As a uh, as child of God, Tom Mars has pointed out. Yeah, I want right. to get this take out here officially. All right, get it out. Tom Mars is the best lawyer in the country. He got <laughs> rid of Hugh Freeze and Lee Tyner. Maybe he'll get rid of Vitter and Bjork when it's all That's pretty good. His body count is growing. Nobody else can get rid of these guys except Tom Mars. I don't know if that makes him a great attorney, but he's definitely doing something. There are outcomes. There are outcomes. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about this this screed of a blog post from some site called Winning Cures Everything. Uh, I... I'm being dismissive of it because it is quite a strange site, but I do know a little bit about it. I've seen their their posts in the past. Basically, we're talking about uh, a website that publishes Elite Dogs threads as blog posts run by some uh, angry Memphis fans. Uh, the guy that wrote this Tom Mars article, Gary Seeger, looked up his Twitter. It looks like he's the uh, the lead singer in like an emo band in Memphis, so that's pretty cool. Um, definitely a cool guy that uh, acts his age, I'm sure. So if you don't know what we're talking about, like I said, the site's called Winning Cures Everything. The headline here, uh, social media transfers Lee Tyner emails and Ole Miss, colon, an in-depth interview with attorney Tom Mars. So already they're kind of really trying to do a lot with this headline here. Um, right under the headline, there's a picture of Mars with the headline photoshopped on. I mean, it's just it's a pretty busy website here. Uh, but if you just scroll through it quickly, you're looking at, I mean, honestly, no joke, John. You can back me up on this. The italicized portions that Mars apparently either said and or wrote out in emails, and it seems like he wrote it out because it's quite well formatted. We're talking about like 10,000 words for, from Mars here, all about like, uh, you know, the, the internal politics of Ole Miss and the different people he dealt with, the athletic department, like Lee Tyner, all that. John mentioned that Tyner resigned. Um, I, you know, hard to tell really what's going on there. Uh, but we'll talk about it more as we go. But but this is all Tom Mars just honestly like, yeah, you represented Houston Nutt. You quote-unquote won that case against Ole Miss, right? You got your apology. Ole Miss didn't pay anything. Uh, now he's representing these kids wanting to transfer out, uh, Van Jefferson, Deontay Anderson, those families. Do you have, a, do you have a iMessage on your computer? Yeah, yeah. You see what uh, – former guest of the show, Austin Miller, just sent oh, through. Oh, I love it. I love it. So we're looking at a – a, we're basically doing that this is our state now um it's a billboard of i just want to say that i got my uh old miss alumni review in the mail the other day uh-huh. and threw it straight in the trash and i got a <laughs> december 2017 update and deleted i i'm i i need space or i 
to quote Guns N' Roses, I need some time on my own. <laughs> but thank God we still have this podcast every week, so you'll be forced to talk about it for an hour. Uh, the billboard says Mississippi made. It's got Luke kissing the trophy, OldMissSports.com. Uh, extremely cringeworthy, very embarrassing. So congrats to uh, the quote-unquote best, athletic best athletics department in the country on uh, yet another uh, just, just strange and embarrassing choice, but whatever. Um, I'm on the record as saying if Mississippi made the hashtag helps Ole Miss do well in 2019 with the recruits that we have in state, I'm okay with it. But I do agree it's it's not the best. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I want to get back to Tom Mars here because usually this is this is crazy stuff. I was telling John before the show we got to be a little careful. Obviously, uh, Tom Mars is a attorney and attorney. Um, he definitely listens to podcasts because he talks on here about multiple different podcast about Ole Miss including the Rebel Grove podcast which is a lot more popular than ours I will say like I, I don't think necessarily that Tom Mars is going to hear this unprompted but I mean who knows uh how many people hate listening to this and and maybe um you know might send him a link or something I wouldn't Tom, be surprised you're welcome at all. to reference us and just remember that Please. I called you a child of God he's a child of God uh he's, God. he's a pure-hearted grinder hey if you can get rid of the other Bjork and Vitter then we will name this the Tom Mars podcast. You have John's blessing. Hey, if you can do that, honestly, we got a we got a general counsel position available at Ole Miss. You might be interested in. Yeah. Um, seriously, we're talking so many words, guys. He just, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything about what might compel someone to uh to talk or write this much because you know that that could constitute spreading untruths about someone. But it's just it's very strange that. He, according to his own account, doesn't care about Ole Miss in a personal way. Uh, is only doing this, you know, out of professional dedication. All of that. Um, I mean, I guess that made some sense with the Houston Nut thing. If we're just assuming that Houston Nut had a bunch of old contract money sitting around, he's going to pay this high-powered attorney. Um, Mars definitely fashions himself a, uh, you know, an important person in the legal world. So you would assume he's not working for peanuts, right? So maybe Houston Nut's paying him. Now he claims the. Uh, the families of the kids that want to transfer are paying him. I, I, but the thing is, I don't know. I can't imagine anyone would have paid him for all the hours he must have spent on this interview with winningcureseverything.com, like the the weird Memphis blog. It's just, it's, it's strange. It definitely seems like a vendetta. Um, you know, if you're someone that just takes everyone's words at face value and you read this, you definitely come out thinking, wow, Tom Mars is really upstanding guy. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't have any horse in this race. He just wants the best for these kids, all that stuff. Um, but if you have any sort of, you know, shred of, of well, maybe sometimes people aren't always truthful with their intentions. Uh, it's an extremely self-serving interview, of course. Uh, basically, at every turn, he he, he paints Ole Miss to be a, a, a evil uh, kind of the Empire from Star Wars type faceless uh instead of the truth which we all know which is just that old miss is very incompetent um he was he was he was clearly uh offended that lee tyner didn't call him when lee tyner said he was going to call him uh he, he counted the number of tuesdays or something until he actually heard from him and said that in his email i mean th this is i don't know what terms i want to put it in but i i think it's safe to say this guy has a strange obsession uh with doing his job and doing a great job at it, as John said. Really proud of you, Tom. Uh, keep up all the good work. Uh, I, I, I do think it's funny. I'll say this before the show, John, so you already heard this joke. But he, he references a, a Brad Logan article, which is one some random guy that writes articles for Ole Miss. I think maybe on uh, 
Saturday Down South or something. I'm not even sure what site, but but this dude, this dude is so not obsessed that he's reading Brad Logan articles. I've said this to you, John. I'm an Ole Miss fan. I don't read Brad Logan articles. I'm an Ole Miss fan. I don't. I don't listen to the Rebel Grove podcast. And apparently, Tom I don't Mars. Know, I don't know anyone that reads Brad Logan. Articles. No, and apparently, Tom Mars is is not only reading this stuff. He's referencing it. He spends several paragraphs talking about Zach Barry, who is who is a blogger at a. Our friendly publication, Red Cup Rebellion. Uh, I assume he's friends with Table now that Table runs in those uh, highfalutin circles. But uh, no, no disrespect to Zach Barry, but I, I think he would tell you he's not like you know a national sports writer, or even someone on the level of like a Neil McCready that is has a has a professional dedication to, to journalistic integrity or whatever. I mean, Zach Barry is like a blogger. He's like writing for fun. These are like joke pieces, uh, and, and he quotes he quotes Red Cup as like. It's just funny because he's quoting, you know, the the hokey red cup jokes that they use, like Josiah Cotney is our special friend or whatever, and making it out to be like some evil thing. It's just it's just silly. I mean, if you like, I said, if you look at this with clear eyes whatsoever, um, it, it's clear that that maybe the players haven't gotten a fair shake at some turn of this investigation or uh, their recruitment, I guess. And of course, they should be allowed to transfer all that stuff. I mean, really, it's up to the NCAA more than it's up to Ole Miss whether or not they're going to grant the waivers. Uh, for media eligibility, which I think they definitely will. Um, but at the same time, I mean, they're not the victims Tom Mars makes them out to be in this interview. Like, it's just so over the top at every turn. I just want to say that I'm, well, sorry, I just figured out how I want to word this. Yes, please. Reading Brad Logan articles shows a commitment Fixing Ole Miss. Don't this to Brad Logan, by the way. If he's a listener, we're happy to have you, Brad. I'm sure you're a great guy. I'm simply using that as an illustration of how deep Tom Mars has gone into the Ole Miss fandom, and apparently doesn't. Nobody care. has been as committed as he is to writing this wrong, and he deserves he deserves all the compliments well, for. It. There's an easy, easy parallel, <laughs> and the 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 self flattery, uh, and the. Honestly, Mars is a better writer, but this remi- it's Rose Bowl. This reminds me of Steve Robertson's writing. It's very self-congratulatory. Uh, it's, it, it inflates the importance of the work it's doing um, it, while it's going on. It's, it's, it's Rose Bowl. I mean, he's the, he's the lawyer version of Rose Bowl at this point, uh, which is strange. Because I, the question, and this is, this is what he mocks in the piece. He mocks Ole Miss fans, apparently like us, who, who, who would dare to be conspiratorial. I just don't really understand who's financing this guy. I don't really understand what his motivation is for all of this. Um, really weird. Just going to reiterate that. I don't necessarily think there's a conspiracy. I mean, maybe he just has trouble letting things go. Maybe he was he was personally offended. I don't know, Tom. I look forward to reading uh, your next interview. Please get the name right, Landsharks After Dark. That's three words. It's not four words. Uh, LandsharksAfterDark.com, all that stuff. So, Tom, we await your reply, my friend. Child of God. I mean, we, we know why Walmart's a great company now because this is the level of commitment and detail they go to to make things happen. It was, but so, didn't they didn't they fire him allegedly? I don't know the story. Don't uh. Well, don't he had ex- he got the job to begin with, so fair enough. Fair enough. What the hell is Rick Santorum doing on CNN here? Oh, you don't know? He, yeah, Rick Santorum was one of their one of their like you know cut out. How crooked is his on. nose? Crooked or is it just the camera? It angle? looks it looks pretty crooked from this angle. Um, earlier, before we hopped on this call, I hadn't turned the sound off yet, and Santorum was talking about the exit polls and just the way he was saying like the whites and the blacks was very uncomfortable. <laughs> the way he was talking about racial segments of the electorate, uh, 
didn't didn't really sound good coming out of his mouth. But yeah, like I said, he's one of the the cutout conservatives that CNN kind of pays just to go out there and talk for thirty seconds and then you know get cross talked over and made to look stupid that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's it's important. It's important work going on in every news. Sounds channel. like a job for Rick Santorum. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, before the, at the risk of this just turning into uh, CNN talk, I do like Dave to Axelrod, who's talking right now, who worked for Obama. He's a pretty interesting straight shooter type. Um, did, did you read the Taylor Polk profile? I actually did not, but I've seen some snippets and all. Did you, did Hugh, you read Freeze, yeah. Hugh Freeze provided a quote mm-hmm. that said that. that if he had lived his life like Taylor Polk lives his day to day, that he would not be in the situation that he's in now. Hugh Freeze uh, said that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's just like that's the oh, it's so insane. Like, what is it about the Freeze family? And we should talk about this too because the Freeze family has been stepping out on Twitter in the in the week since we spoke. Uh, that they just they must insert themselves into every situation, and they and they have to just take so much umbrage and offense at everything anyone says about them or anything they're associated with. Uh, I I know you saw that right, the Alex McDaniel tweet about Freeze in the airport. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, so she Alex Daniel got a picture that was going around um, Freeze with the old Miss backpack that still said free. I mean, he's just using his old free gear from Old Miss. Kind of honestly respect that. I mean, uh, it's free, right? And you know, maybe you don't want to be spending money right now, considering your somewhat uncertain financial future. So whatever. I can't wait for him to be a head coach again. I'm oh, really looking It'll be great. It's it's going to be a rehab story, uh, like on the Petrino level for sure. Yeah, he's like a shittier Bobby Petrino. Yeah, he's like a worse coach, Bobby Petrino for sure. Um, so freezes freezes going through the Memphis airport on a flight to Dallas or something. You know, she tweets that because she's the editor of a paper in Oxford. You know, she covers Old Miss sports, like the fringy part, the fringe part of Old Miss sports, stuff like that. You know, the the kind of inch, more interesting, less on the field aspects of it. Um, get, gets a decent amount of hate, but the the notable hate is coming from Freeze's daughters, uh, who kind of team up in the replies about, you know, why did you write this? And then like her stories are boring. That's why she wrote this. And then someone, uh, someone whose cover photo on Twitter was like her and Freeze and some other people, some Memphis person or Tennessee person, uh, jumps in and just like just ragging on Alex's appearance. Um, just kind of really mean, nasty insults, and the Freeze daughters like faving it and responding and stuff. Um, I'll say allegedly. I love how I love how it's become a joke on the show that we can say allegedly whenever, and it just like negates the last five minutes, whatever we said. But that's how it works. Uh, and don't question me; I will never uh, accept that's not how it works. But so it's just it's very strange. It's very similar to Freeze inserting himself into the the Taylor Polk profile, although at least I guess this time. Uh, his the freeze name was invoked by someone else before they responded, but I mean, I, I would say their biggest problem is they can't get out of their own way, and, and that's the same with freeze. I mean, why are you why are you bringing that up again? Like, none of us have forgotten that that you had to resign in disgrace because of your you know personal malfeasances. You don't have to remind us that Taylor Polk doesn't you know call escorts in Tampa or whatever. Like that's it's just he can't help himself. It's like did you read the email? That he sent to the former players. No, I actually did not read that. Yeah, it was up? very, it was very much in the same tone. Um, but but he he never really lived up to, uh, or owned up, I should say, to to the accusations against him. Never really apologized. More just said like, don't believe what you read. Um, you know, but I I'm being persecuted, all that kind of stuff. It's just. 
ugh, it's it's all very, very uh, just. I don't even know the word for it. It's distasteful, kind of. I'm just glad that he's not the coach at Ole Miss anymore. Um, I mean, say what you will about Matt Luke, right? But the headaches we're gonna have with Matt Luke, uh, much more, much more wholesome, uh, and less, you know, like we're not gonna be asking ourselves, is is Matt Luke just lying to me like every minute of every day? Um, because he's too stupid to do that. I mean, he's just like a big dumb offensive lineman guy. Like he's. He's gonna say what's on his mind no matter what. He's gonna, you know, call a timeout when the clock's already stopped and, and all that kind of stuff. But he's not going to go down in flames like Freeze did, uh, and, I, and I firmly believe that. Off the field, on the field, very possible. We'll see. We'll see. I, I know that you've you've kind of come around, and I, I think you're actually cheering for for old Coach Luke these days. I want Matt Luke to do well. Yeah, I mean he's a good rebel. So, I'm not entirely sure I understand why I want him to do well. Honestly, obviously I like Ole Miss. I want Ole Miss to be successful. Um, it would be nice if on the way to the, some of that success, some of the people that have been shown to be clearly incompetent could be excised. But um, we'll see. I, I, I honestly am very impressed with uh, the way Matt Luke handled being the interim. And, uh, and that includes how much weight he's lost. And I, I know that people have ragged on – the Rebel Grove guys are bringing that up when they interviewed him or whatever. I mean, it is a homerous question to ask him about losing the weight, but still, I mean, it's very, very noticeable. He's probably lost a hundred pounds. Like he, back, back when he was just, you know, the worst offensive line coach in the sec or whatever, he was looking pretty unhealthy. Um, so I'm happy for him that he has his dream job, uh, losing weight, looking good, uh, needs to sign some recruits in this class, but, um, you know, good, good for Matt. Uh, he's on billboards kissing the egg bowl. So, Whatever. It's all good. Uh, let's see. I just want to. I just want to state that the whole jokes about too many good rebels is completely overblown. Mm-hmm. Every state school has, mm-hmm. you know, good rebels, good dogs, good tigers. Yeah, yeah. Good this and that. That's how shit works. That's important. It's important for your program. At the end of the day, Ole Miss has a clueless chancellor, Mm -hmm. a a clueless PRAD. It's governed in the dumbest way possible with the IHL structure versus a board of trustees that actually dedicate, actually has the interest of the universities and university in line versus whatever the hell the IHL is. Still trying to figure that one out. I think that's a scam. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, definitely a scam. Honestly, the boosters weren't, and we had, and then some dumb boosters that were too open with their benefits and like to talk too much. That's all it is. But most schools have that too. I mean, if we're going to be frank, Alabama has a sophisticated network of layers that they've been able to pull off, but hell you look at Ohio state. They got a bowl ban five years ago. They couldn't keep, they couldn't take care of Terrell prior. He got suspended. I mean, Ohio State, they they went twelve and zero the bullpen year, right? Yep. So that means six and six this season, six and six next season. They're dumb. They're dumb. Terry Terrell Pryor cost them a title. They went twelve and zero that year. Yeah, it sounds familiar. It sounds like something I've heard before. Uh, maybe yep. for maybe for a conference title. Um. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Here. Tunsil should have never sat. I will die at Tunsil Truther. You know All something right. that is interesting. 
Um, not to get back into that article really because it's just such a cesspool, but there were screenshots in there and direct quotes of uh, emails between Mars and Tyner. Um, let me check the date on this article. They published, I want to say, one or two days ago. Yeah, they published yesterday at 3.43 p.m. So that is, that's like right – I think that's after Tyner said he was going to resign. I'm just trying to figure out if they could be at all related. I don't, I don't really know um, – I want I want to know more about what's going on with Tyner. Um, like I want to explain it to you, the listener. But I honestly like I just don't know at this point. Obviously, a lot of people complained uh, about the way he handled the investigation, um, about just a lot of different things. And I think he probably got blamed for a lot of things. Where yeah, maybe he was responsible, maybe he wasn't. Hard to tell. Uh, in this piece, we see him, like I said, ignoring Tom Mars. But I don't necessarily like for everyone saying. You know, oh, if he had just been nice to Mars, it never would have happened or whatever. I, I, it's, it's hindsight's twenty twenty. Um, I think when you're the general counsel for a, a big state university, you can't get too worried about every plaintiff attorney that sends you an email. I, I, I don't necessarily think Tyner was in the wrong for for ignoring Mars until he, you know, had some substance to his case. Um, whatever. At the same time, you know, drain the swamp, right? Happy, happy to see anyone that. Uh, that has been involved in the old misadministration these last five years. Get out. I'm not going to complain about that. That's that's the right take, right? Yep. Seems like it. Um, basketball? Yeah, let's talk about basketball. Uh, let's see. So so I just want to – I'll cut. You can no, go ahead. Say, I get, say anything you want. But, but uh, I just want to say – Andy Kennedy, appreciate all you've done for Ole Miss basketball, but there's always a time to move on for both parties. Looks like that time is going to be sure. this March. Sure. Really, really looking forward to the national search that is going to get us the Grizzlies assistant that's buddies with Tui. Or they're I just going to make uh, make an assistant the head coach. I think Goofy Jeff uh, owes Tui a favor after. Promoting Luke. Yeah, well, Chad Moore's got a better job, so. Yeah, Moore's got a better job. How upset can Tui really be? Go side conversation here for a second. Okay. You're Arkansas. Mm -hmm. You went from hiring. If you compare Chad Morris's credentials at the time of him being hired to Brett Bielema's credentials. No comparison. It's no comparison. How the hell? Chad Morris's only credential is everyone is like, well, it's SMU, and they like normally really suck. Under him, they were just mediocre. Like that's that's the bar for Chad Morris. How in the hell do you sell that to your fan base? I mean, I don't know how you sell it, but the reality of it is, what an awful year to hire coaches. Like everybody, everybody's doing terribly. Like Tennessee takes a month and hires Jeremy Pruitt. Dear Lord, I just. I, I'll say this. Other than UCLA, uh, and I mean, Florida, I think, made a good hire for them. I was talking to a Florida fan last night when I was playing PlayStation, some rando that I met, and uh, he was pumped about Mullen and the, the Tebow offense coming back and all that stuff. I don't so. think Mullen's going to get Florida to elite status. I don't necessarily believe he is either, but I think they made one of the most appealing hires this season, which was just marked by just such garbage hires all across the board. Yeah. I mean, who do you think made a great hire other than UCLA? 
I think A&M had maybe. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You know, A&M slipped my mind because it happened so late in the carousel. And it was well, like, I mean. It's, it's a great hire. It's a great hire. in College Station the week after the week that he was there. I mean, Jimbo Fisher Fisher caused hell to freeze over. <laughs> he no, did do that. Jimbo Fisher's a great hire. Uh, and in that on that same page, um, Florida State getting taggered is good for them. Uh, very very strange days for Oregon. End up promoting Mario Cristobal to be head coach. Yeah, it feels like. Oregon's lost some of its luster. Yeah, is Phil Knight just like interested in basketball now or something? I don't understand. No, I was thinking, really, I mean, Oregon's two differentiators were facilities because of Nike money and then unique jerseys mm-hmm. because of access to Nike and different jersey for every game. And yep. those two things really sold. But now, I mean... Access to like Samoan talent, I guess, because of where you are geographically. That's one advantage. But those are definitely the two big things. You're right. Well, okay, table cobblestone. You want to get us in that? Well, it's area. true though, right? I mean, Oregon is the most, the most tapped into that pipeline of pipeline of any school in the country, right? I believe I'm right on that. Yeah, we need table to come on. You're right. You're right. I know you're listening, table. You're uh, a great supporter of the show. You retweet the show more than I do. I appreciate. I love you for that. Um, hey, so tell us, please tell rebel. us. He can, come, he can come on and talk about all the Samoans. Oh, so. for sure, yeah. Please, please let us know if there is a program that recruits the Samoan pipeline better than Oregon. If they're still the gold standard, all that stuff, because we're interested. But go finish your thought, John. I want to hear this. They had two differentiators. It's, yeah, they had two differentiators: jerseys and facilities. Mm-hmm. Everybody else has got a big TV contract now to go build facilities. Talking about the SEC, right. ACC, all this stuff, right? And then the jerseys, everybody else has got got different and unique jerseys too because mm-hmm. Nike is interested in revenue more than they are Oregon football winning. They're going to go sell jerseys to everybody. And that's well, and once, once Oregon had those crazy jerseys, how hard is it for other schools to be like, Nike, we want our version of that? And can Nike really say no? I don't mean, not really. It's just a style, you know? It's, it's just about wanting them more than anything else. Um, definitely true. We've, we've moved away from basketball, but I thought your point about Andy Kennedy is very fair. I was texting somebody after the, the middle Tennessee loss. Um, pretty, pretty big loss. Ole Miss hung around for a long time, ended up losing by like 19. Uh, but it was, it was actually a lot closer than that most of the game. Um, but still, still early in the season, they're going to have lots of opportunities in the SEC play. They got a good schedule this year. They can still play their way back into it. Um, they have the pieces, but that being said, you know, no, 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 no! Stop, stop! They don't have any big men. They don't. They are right. They don't have. They don't have a complete team. They have a lot of different pieces that I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say Andy Kennedy can't find some way to make them efficient. But you imagine this this set of guards plus Marshall Henderson plus Buckner and Holloway. I mean, honestly, I don't know if you need Marshall at that point. I don't think you really. Yeah, if you have I Buckner don't... and Holloway, do you really want Marshall jacking up? 23 is a game. I mean, like, let's play. Yeah, let's, let's he play was smart. the man. Was, nothing will ever be as entertaining as that season. Oh, I agree. It was great. And, like, that was the season that I, like, fell in love with with the AK teams and all for sure. And that's always going to be burned in our in our brains. There's a lot of memories that year. You got the buzzer beater at Vanderbilt. Uh, you got the Gator Chomp to win the SEC championship. You got uh, Million House beating Mizzou with the floater in the SEC tournament. I mean, there's a, there's a great season. But football put Ingram, Connor, Trebel, Kim Dietschy, Tunsil on the same roster couldn't win the division. Mm-hmm. Henderson wins an SEC title. Yeah, I mean, I think I think if you gave AK the equivalent of that football talent, he would do well. Where he would do Sweet Sixteen or better for sure. Oh, completely agree. Yeah, 
Which it, it would actually be a super interesting experiment because that's, I mean, that's a knock on Kennedy. As people say, even with the talent, his teams would be the same. I mean, we don't know because he's never really had the talent. Um, but of course, any any conversation about this season, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about, you know, losing Jamarco Pickett, um, losing. Uh, oh, it slips my mind. The the big guy that had a had like a little bit of an afro. Uh, basically, they lost two. Um, like six, five and up guys, uh, Jamarco Pickett, I believe is a starter at Georgetown. Um, can't confirm if he starts or not, I'm not sure, but, uh, and this was, this was directly related. We have been led to believe to, uh, to the Vitter shenanigans, not extending his contract. Um, you know, maybe our favorite family of, of Taco Bell franchisees was involved. Who knows? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, maybe a, a certain, uh, alumnus from the, from the Dallas area had a, had a hand in it. I don't know. These are, these are just, just rumors. Um, but whatever happened, uh, Andy Kennedy does not get a fourth year contract extension. So he's on a three year contract. Um, there's some assistant money that's impacted. Uh, it was Bill Armstrong, right? That left for LSU loses an assistant. Oh yeah. I forgot about Armstrong. Leave. Right. Loses an Raheem assistant. Raheem Lockhart still on medical leave or is he back on the bench? I think I haven't seen him on the bench. I think he might still be on leave. Um, but basically he, he's his, his best recruiting class ever gets cut cut down. Uh, cut off at the knees. What's that expression there? I'm trying to think. I'm not sure. Oh, excuse me. Um, so that's tough. It's tough to fairly judge what what this season could have been like without those guys. But hey, I mean, you got to play the games, and they're playing them now. And like John said, tons of guards, um, really struggling to figure out the post play. Um, you know, Hyman shows flashes. Bruce Stevens every now and then will show a flash. Um, Ola Nichek isn't really doing anything out there. Um, for a novices, seems like a, seems like a great guy. Uh, not necessarily, definitely not SEC starter caliber. Um, you know, you have to hope he can provide good depth going throughout the season, but he's, he doesn't, he's not really a complete post player by any stretch. Um, he does a couple of things, but I, you never really see him getting big defensive stops or anything like that. Um, so I don't necessarily have high hopes the rest of the season. I will watch the entertaining, but, uh, you know, I think they play, um, Dang, who do they play tomorrow night? Sam Houston State, the Bearcats with a K, at seven tomorrow. Um, this is literally everything to talk about. I just, as an aside, say that uh, the Middle Tennessee game was broadcast on. I think it's called Stadium. It's like an online sports network, but they were they basically streamed it on Facebook. The production, really quality, good yes, that's what was, that's what I was about to say. The production quality is like is like better than ESPN. And there's no commercials. Like it's a little awkward because they're just trying to talk through all the what would be you know the media timeouts, and they're 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 trying to make it work with creative content like reading the Facebook comments or whatever. But the quality was fantastic. Um, really, no complaints from me. I, I feel like a lot of people were ragging on Middle Tennessee. Um, oh, for oh they're gonna stream it on Facebook. We gotta watch it on Facebook. I mean, Middle Tennessee's program uh, much more legit than Ole Miss's basketball program. Like, let's be real. It's, no need to hate on Middle Tennessee. I, I thought the feed was, was quality, so appreciate that. Um, and, and even if you lose, I mean, I, I'm happy scheduling them every year because they're in our neighborhood and they're they're very good, um, especially with the team they have right now. They got that Alabama grad transfer guy that was that's pretty solid, especially in the second half. So whatever. Happy to play quality opponents. It looks like on the uh, non-conference slate they got Sam Houston left, Illinois State. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, yeah, that's the CC, and then Bradley uh, on December 22nd. First SEC game starts New Year's Eve, South Carolina. Uh, you got Georgia on the third. 
Mississippi State, Auburn after that. So it'll be interesting. Do you think uh, is this is this the year that uh, Bruce is finally going to beat AK at Auburn? Is is the the winning streak to Auburn going to end? It's possible. I think Auburn's much improved this year. We'll see. We will see. Um, oh, do do do. Uh, just for an update on how much time has passed, about 60,000 votes are in now. Roy Moore just took a lead with the latest, uh, the latest to report 5% reporting up by a narrow margin, point and a half. So that's, that's something. Um, let's see. What else do you want to talk about, John? I think everybody should go buy some Litecoin, um, cause I have Litecoin and if you buy it, it's only going to help the value. So I'd be happy with that. Uh, Oh, ooh, I need to do this, John. Uh, I owe our non-legal analyst and uh, many-time guest host, William Bedwell, a shout-out. His new podcast is underway. We're coming up on week three. Uh, we'll be released on Friday. It's called Friday Rolling, um, I believe. Let me get this the Twitter account just right here because it's been two episodes in a row. Uh, they've called is me out. On- Twitter, how do I listen to this? Yeah, yeah. So it's on it's it's on Twitter and SoundCloud, uh, and they're like you know too uh, too good for for iTunes. Honestly, they haven't they haven't gotten around or figured out how to do it yet. Uh, okay, here's the Twitter at Friday underscore Roland no G R O L L I N. It's it's Will and uh, his his buddy that's an Auburn fan who seems like a really cool guy. He's um, a history teacher and. Basketball coach at a high school, I want to say. Don't hate me, guys. I, I am listening, but trying to keep up. Uh, and they kind of basically the concept of the show is uh, comes out on Fridays around 5 p.m. It's them talking about their weekend plans, what's been going on in their world, and then also just generally talking about culture. There's a there's a healthy dose of SEC sports in there with uh, with Will being an Ole Miss fan, uh, as co-host being an Auburn guy. Um, it's fun. I've I've been enjoying it for sure. Had some had some all 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 over the place different types of discussions. Uh, it's kind of like a cross between several different podcasts that I will not name check here uh, because I already um, am, listened to too many podcasts and it's a reference that no one else would understand. But it's it's like a few different podcasts that are all cool mashed up together. Check it out. Uh, Will's co-host's name is Kent. Um, and I think he listens to our show every now and then. So if you're listening, can't we appreciate it? Uh, it's always fun to hear about the non old Miss fans, uh, that listen to our show for whatever reason. So we appreciate that. Uh, give them a follow at Friday underscore Roland. No G, um, listen to the show on SoundCloud. Hopefully it'll be on iTunes at some point. You can subscribe to that. But, uh, I know it would mean a lot to Will and it would mean a lot to us, uh, here on this show since Will has done a, done a ton for us in the show and always been there, uh, to be a guest. Although I think those days might be over, John. I think he's, uh, you know, now that he's got his own show, he's probably big time in us. I've been telling him I wasn't gonna plug it, and uh, I was gonna make him come on the show to plug it himself. But I couldn't, I couldn't handle another week of uh, of being roasted for not plugging it. So, oh, so is well. this uh, is this the first subsidiary under the Landshark's After Dark podcast? No, I wish they're doing their they're doing their own thing. Uh, to, if you know, you're listening at this point. It's it's been a just a fairly uneventful episode. We're about 40 minutes in here, so we'll give you a little, a little tasty morsel of possibility. I think, I think the subsidiary podcast that's been discussed would be called something, something like Land Sharks Light, 
um, I don't know if it'll ever happen, especially now that uh, that Bebel's doing his own his own cool podcast, it's his own idea that he came up with. But um, there are some people in our in our podcast family that have discussed uh, maybe doing their own old Miss podcast, and of course we would support that, and uh, we'd love to put it out on our feed and all that. So maybe one day I'll see that uh, come across your iTunes feed or on your Twitter feed or something. But uh, I don't think there's anything uh, concrete on that front yet. But we'll see. And you know, I did say on the show. If Ole Miss got a two-year bull ban, we should just quit doing the show. But, yeah, you know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, And uh, I don't really know if that expression works there, actually. I don't know if that's a hindsight thing. I guess what I should say is um, when you're when you're thinking about something in advance, it, it always seems worse that it's going to be or better than it's going to be. And the two-year bull ban happened, uh, but it was, it was so muted. And like we talked about on the last couple episodes, um, by the lack of – Big scholarship reductions, um, very strange. I don't, I don't, I still don't totally know what's going to happen with that. If Ole Miss is going to serve the full two years or anything like that, but Matt Luke's the coach, so we've already been punished, right? Something like that. Who we want to do well, though. Hopefully, we'll do well. Um, so that's your Friday rolling plug. Uh, da, 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 da. Well, well, hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Let's say. Basketball goes 500, AK gets fired, mm-hmm. and baseball has another subpar year. They go 13 and 17. Yeah, I mean, that sounds, I mean, Let's I, don't say, I don't know about 13 and 17. I 14 and 16, still subpar given the roster. 13 and 17 seems low. Is Bianco then on the hot seat? I mean, Jeffrey Vitter has shown a propensity to get rid of coaches, so. <sighs> hmm. You uh, imagine that that would mean that all three coaches get fired in a year. I, in I don't think Bianco. I don't think Bianco's going anywhere. Like I feel like more people want Bianco to be the AD than want Bianco fired. But that people would be want ter- Bianco to be the AD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like message board people. I mean, that would be a terrible idea. Uh, that'd be a worse idea than making Co and AD. I have not state. seen that at all. Is that a real? Th- that's a real thing. I mean, who knows how real anything people say on message boards is, but people have said it either jokingly or seriously before. I've seen people saying that. Here's here's what I want. If we're going to get rid of it, let's just do it. Sean Tui is AD. Yeah, why not, right? Why not? Let's embrace the suck. I think he has too much on his plate. I think SJ would be a great choice, though. He's he's got to coach special teams for old Chad Morris up there in Hogland. Oh my God! Is he is is he on that staff? I don't know. Good question. Um, I saw I I saw Chad Morris's. Uh, I saw a little bit of the video when he was introduced to the Arkansas team, just because I wanted to kind of. People were saying he was a lot like Freeze. I wanted to see. I mean, yeah, somewhat like Freeze. I, my biggest takeaway from from watching the Chad Morris meeting the players video is like, God, this guy is really really boring. Um, like more boring than Freeze for sure. Uh, just. Yeah, like you like you were saying, I don't know how as a fan base you can get too excited about that hire. You can only you can only get excited to that hire relative to all the other garbage hires in the conference and in the country. So, whatever. Um, what what do you think happens with the with the Ole Miss Arkansas series? Chad Morris versus Matt Luke. What, how 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 are we expecting that to go down? That'd be a good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think the fact they're playing Little Rock next year is hilarious. Yes, yeah, and that and that garbage. Scene. I know. I know. Austin's not happy about that. Part of me almost wants to go to that game just for the lulls next year. I, honestly, 
I don't know what I'll be doing at that point, and why, you know. But at, at some point, I wouldn't mind going to a game there just because, just for the novelty of it, like you say. Like people say that stadium's a complete dump. Uh, Arkansas has an incredibly nice stadium that I've actually seen before uh, when I was in Fayetteville. Um, so it's it's funny that they, but at the same time, Fayetteville's very remote, um, hard to get in and out of. You know, I, I guess they have a lot of fans uh, in Little Rock in the in the area around this, there. This is the last contractual game at War Memorial. Very well, probably the last SEC game ever be played in that building. Oh wow, I didn't know. Okay, well then I guess we got to go this year and never. Historical event. Interesting. We can meet up with Austin and we can just straight up get in pure bitch mode for forty-eight hours. I wish they would bring uh, the Egg Bowl back to Memorial Stadium here in Jackson, which is just like a complete trash heap of a stadium. That would be hilarious to me. It's what it's what the rivalry deserves, you know. Yep. It it really is. Man, I remember in the Egg Bowl when Ole Miss was winning comfortably before it got really close at the end. I let yeah. myself hope for just like a fraction of the second that that Ole Miss would leave the trophy on the field, but of course, of course they did not. And now we have uh, Mississippi made billboards that are really no different from uh, from This Is Our State. So good times, very exciting time to be an Ole Miss fan. Um, everything's great. Yeah, fantastic time. <laughs> I'm having fun doing our podcast, though, John, so, you know, we can't complain too much about what's going on with Ole Miss. Uh, let's see. Are there any topics we wanted to talk about that we, not, that we did not talk about? Looking through my list here. Um, Shea Bebe, RIP. Let's, let's uh, before we end the show, I just, I just want to look up some, um, some Shea Patterson career stats here at Ole Miss. Obviously, he got hurt this season um came in late last season so just a, just a disclaimer you know i'm not just trying to rag on the kid kick him wise down or whatever but he did also decide he was going to go play for hardball transfer out so at the same time i don't feel like i owe him too too terribly much um as i've said many times in the show appreciate him coming to old mess he could have gone anywhere but um so let's see 2016 72 of 132, 2017, 166 of 260. Uh, he had 2,259 yards this year, 880 the year before. Um, looks like combined both seasons, about 23 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I mean, a lot of those, a lot of those yards and touchdowns were coming against trash opponents. Um, it just even non-conference games didn't matter at all. Uh, but still, I mean, what did I, what did I say? Uh, 23 to 12 on the TD interception ratio. I mean, it's not terrible, I guess. It's not like it's not like Archie. What'd you say? The two two to one touchdown interception ratio, solid. I was just sitting here thinking, imagine if Houston Nutt did the coin toss for Ole Miss Arkansas next year. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, and Tom Mars is uh, the head coach of Ole Miss at that point. By some turn of some twist of fate, that'd be fantastic. The head coach of Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, like he he somehow wins the Ole Miss head coaching job in a lawsuit or something just because like Lee Tyner like copied Vitter on an email illegally or some shit. That would be fantastic. That would be great. That'd be good stuff. Um, oh, he had he he had a solo tackle this year on one of his interceptions. I'm guessing. Nice Jay. He's a speaking of like one tackle. Robert Kim got nominated for like. Um, best performer off the field for the Arizona Cardinals. What the? What? Like, because he plays saxophone? What the hell does that mean? Denzel's jazz band got nominated. What? Is this a serious award? 
Yeah. Like they weren't trolling him. Like it wasn't a sarcastic, like great job. I'm going to find it. I don't know. I'm going to find this for you. Yeah. There's an article that picked one from every team in the NFL. Oh, weird. That is, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's the opposite of what we've always been told about, about Robert off the field. Oh yeah. Um, he may try to jump through a window. You never know. I hope so. I, I, I'm a big, I'm a big Rob guy. Um, Got to respect someone that doesn't really like doing the thing they're best at. I would rather just like play. I'm gonna say it: play saxophone, not well. Like, did you watch that video? I was like, oh, the Robert Kubica can play sax, and it's like him recording by himself in his apartment or whatever. But like, he's just playing like scales, basically. It's like what my friend used to call uh, my friend, who's like a, a classically trained guitarist now. Um, I think that like you know, it was like a very serious music major, like theory type of guy. He would he'd say it's pentatonic wankery that's pretty much all robert kibichi was doing with that saxophone um I, I didn't really hear any any type of melody or or rhythm to that but whatever um you know that's what he loves more than than making money in the nfl apparently so good on him for not running from that just do what you love man especially when you come for money it's all good i just sent you the link all right cool we got links coming in folks oh man week two though so this is a little outdated huh I think it's throughout the month of December. Gotcha. gotcha. Help us choose football as most valuable performer. Yeah, very, very strange uh, feature here that SI has written, but kind of a weird team. I mean, uh, kind of a weird publication at times here. Um, Alex Collins is on here. That was one of the running backs at Arkansas, right? Yeah, Robert Kimdichie, Arizona Cardinals Alex defensive end. Collins, the guy that got across the first down marker on fourth and twenty-five. Right, right. The guy that caught the Hunter Henry lateral on the bounce. Is that right? Yep, that would be correct. Uh, okay, so Robert Kimdichie, Arizona Cardinals defensive end. Robert and his brothers have a blues band named On the Low, in which Robert blasts the brass on the saxophone. He started playing tenor sax and bass guitar in middle school. After a break to make room for football, he picked music back up in 2015. He loves Pink Floyd, Kenny G, Saxmaster John Coltrane, and of course, Sackmaster John Randall. Just, what the heck? And then they included the video I was talking about. Uh, oh, he submitted, okay, they submitted these things. Oh, That's so weird. This is such a strange piece. I don't understand. Like, I'm pretty sure he is disliked by the fan base and the coaches there, but... I guess this one SI this one SI writer th- thought it was a good angle. Oh well, uh, I'm gonna vote for him. Voted for Robert. I don't know why. I don't even understand what this is at all. <laughs> this is so weird. Um. Okay. It's the, it's the most Robert article ever. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Oh man, I miss uh, I miss Guru Robert's corner though. That was that was good times. Those were good times. I wonder if I wonder if he's tweeted anything good lately. Um, I haven't seen it, so let me search his Twitter here. Uh, I think, of course, one of the classics was um, "Time Doesn't Exist." Clocks do, which is, I mean, you can't argue with that. Right. That's solid logic. I wonder if Rob, Rob is a flat earther. Oh, I. I would think so, man. And I mean that in the nicest way, probably. I don't know. He, he does seem genuinely, like, kind of smart, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's not a basketball player, so. Yeah. Uh, this is a good one. Um, oh, these are so old, man. He does not tweet anymore. So I scroll down, and it's 2015, October. Did anybody in Oxford own the Matrix? If so, can I please borrow it? 
Uh, <laughs> and then right before that, he tweeted, yo, what's, what's good with my Pell daily struggles, SMH, meaning a Pell grant. Um, oh, he tweeted about that twice. <laughs> that That's sucks, great. dude. Uh, hopefully he did get that worked out. Um, but he did get drafted in the first round. So, uh, got a little bit more money out of that. Uh, one last tweet, May 30th, 2015, the interesting bulb about singularities. That's all it says. That's all it says. Um, hmm. so that's kind of been your throwback, uh, Guru Roberts corner, uh, for this week. Um, anything you want to talk about this week that we didn't cover, John? I think, I think we got there. Oh, pretty much everything. Cool. Cool. Um, I already plugged the other podcast that I've been told I had to plug. So, uh, check them out. Of course, you know about this podcast, listening to it right now. Uh, I want to apologize. Um, I don't know if it's been happening to anybody else, but it's been happening on my phone. Uh, so I have to assume it's not a localized thing. For whatever reason, uh, the podcast is on SoundCloud now. We switched it over on iTunes. Um, I kept getting notifications on my phone, like new episode to episode of, of that same episode from last week uh, about the penalties. Um, so if that's happening to you, I apologize. I'll try to figure out what's going on, but uh, it, it's it's kind of a mystery to me, so I have no idea. But uh, not trying to be annoying, but we are appreciative that you, that you listen to us and um, value our opinions. I want to keep up with us week to week, all that stuff. So, of course... You can't subscribe on iTunes. You listen to us on SoundCloud as well. Um, just search Land Sharks After Dark. We're on Twitter at Sharks AFTR Dark. Um, all that good stuff. And one last thing to plug: we got a website, LandSharksAfterDark.com. Actually, missing the last couple episodes because uh, I haven't uploaded them onto there. Give them to our webmaster Sean Ray uh, since we switched to SoundCloud. So apologies for that. Um, but still a great repository for old episodes. Uh, there's some other content on there as well. Uh, Tables Hellboard still great. Uh, up there so check that out if you care um, if not hey just keep listening to the show that's cool too man uh, we appreciate it uh, we'll, we're following recruiting here uh, there have been some blips the four star QB Matt Coral was in town maybe a, maybe a red flag type of guy it's um it's not really clear but no, nothing concrete yet he's still committed to Florida um, Ole Miss recruiting Eventually, some other people. If Matt Luke takes him, that's going to conflict against his uh, contract incentive to have all Mississippi three stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That this uh, this narrative that that John's been spreading about uh, secret secret <laughs> incentive structures for Matt Luke. Hashtag Mississippi made. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but but like I said, oh, well, wait, yeah. that's going to be a hashtag going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, we can start that. We can start that. It's a bit of a mouthful. Absolutely. Okay. I like it. Um, but yeah, like I, that basically all that to say, you know, the early signing period is coming up. We got our eye on that. Bowl season's coming up. Maybe run through some of those bowl matchups and, you know, use it as a springboard for conversation as we want to do. Uh, look for that on the next couple episodes coming up. And then uh, let's see. We're just about two weeks here from uh, what would have been the first ever episode of the podcast three years ago. So thank you for listening. Um, we're, we're having fun with it. It's our nice little weekly vent session about Ole Miss and kind of a recap. Um, so, yeah, that's it, man. That's the show. Landstarks After Dark. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks a lot. Um, for John, I'm Justin. Talk to you again next week.
One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.